0: in the book of Acts 1 verse number 6 and 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 we probably heard this number of times we will read from verse number 6 of the book of Acts chapter 1 verse number 6 when they therefore were come together they asked of him saying Lord Wilt thou at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? And he said unto them, It is not for you to know the times or the seasons, which the Father hath put in his own power, but ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. And ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem. And in Judea, in all Judea and Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. We've heard this message, Acts 1 verse number 8. And, and, and we use this to uh, inspire people to receive the Holy Ghost. But what is really the purpose why the Lord said that he shall receive the power of the Holy Ghost? Because there's a huge question mark in their mind. A question mark asking the Lord, God, master, teacher, when are you going to restore the kingdom? And I believe the reason why they asked this question and they were so stressed out and struggled so much over the years waiting for the Messiah to come and restore the earthly kingdom of Israel. To the point that when they gathered together, they asked the Lord, When, Lord, uh, we've been waiting for, for the Messiah. We've been waiting for that revival to take place. Uh, we've been waiting for the restoration to take place. Uh. You may probably ask that question, When, Lord, I've been praying for something. Uh, hallelujah, I've been faithful in praying for that one request. When are you going to answer my prayer? But the same answer of the Lord Jesus Christ will be echoed in your ears today. It is not for you to know the times and the seasons.
1: It is not for you to predict when God will revive you. Because the time
0: and the seasons were placed under the hand of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Hmm. I hope you will understand what God wants to say to us tonight. That you will step out of this building. Holding on
1: to that faith. uh, That one of these days. One of these days.
0: Allow me to speak to you about the seasons of life say it with me the seasons of life heavenly father we thank you we appreciate god the words that you place in my heart i pray that the unction of your holy ghost will rest upon us oh god tonight uh, speak to your people speak to your body you know what's best for your people god Uh, i am just an instrument oh god push me away and let your mighty presence god be seen and felt today Let me be invisible to this cloud and let them see the glory, God. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. God bless you and you may be seated. Jesus. From the beginning of creation, God ordained times and seasons. Genesis tells us that God said, Let there be lights in the firmament of heaven to divide the day from the night and let them be for signs and for seasons. For the day, for days and years. Genesis 8.22, While the earth remaineth, Seed time and harvest and cold and heat and summer and winter and day and night shall not cease. Whether we like it or not, seasons of life will take place. It will keep on cycling over and over and over again. Hallelujah. And if we are not careful, praise God, we will be misled by a certain season in our spirit. will walk with the Lord in this life season will continue to bring change around us i wish that our stability and our 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 mount zion experiences will will stay you know but there were times that after you reach your mount zion you will go down to the valley and you will go up again. You cannot reach another mountain without going down to the valley. There's no spiritual bridge from one mountain to another. You need to go down to the valley. Amen. And go up to another mountain. Amen. And another valley. And another mountain. And another valley. And another mountain. And this is the very reason why David said, though I walk through the valley. David did not say, I'm going to build my house in the valley. I will just simply walk down, amen, to the valley. For me to climb up another mountain. Though I walk not through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for thou art with me. Hallelujah. Even though we go through the valley, another season of our life, uh, praise God, the Lord is with us. You know the problem with many apostolics, including myself, is we we, we have a difficulty in waiting. Though we know that one of the fruit of the Spirit is patience, but our patience is short. Our long-suffering is short. And uh, sometimes we wish that they would easily pass by us, That's why the disciples asked the Lord, Will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? Amen, what they are trying to say is that we've been waiting and waiting and we've waited for so long for the glorious revival of our nation. When will be the time that you're going to restore the kingdom of Israel? When are you going to restore it and to give it to us? And the response of the Lord Jesus Christ, amen, is not a certain date, but the Lord said, hey, it's not for you to know. Amen. The times and the season. But this is the assurance that I'm going to give you. Ye will have power. Ye shall receive power. After that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. We may not know the time and the season. As long as we've got the power. We will be okay. Hallelujah. And and the problem is sometimes that power that we receive were so so affected by the lack of patience. Amen? We we, we are not allowing the power of the Holy Ghost to control us, but instead we are allowing our flesh to dominate us. Amen? This is the very reason why God said, You shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. That will answer our questions. Amen. If you don't see the hand of God, you trust the power of the Holy Ghost. If you see, amen, the the compass, amen, where, where it leads you, you trust the power of the Holy Ghost. Even though you walk through the valley, you trust the power of the Holy Ghost. You may not see the answer, amen, in your prayers, you trust the power of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. It, the, the Holy Ghost is not just uh, give, was not given to us for us to feel good about ourselves. And to feel like we're electrocuted all the time. Whew, whew. That's not only the, pa- the purpose of the the purpose of the Holy Ghost is for you to understand that even though you go through certain times and seasons of your life you can still make it. there is no reason for you not to make it because God gave you the power of the Holy Ghost Amen you know that Holy Ghost power will change our perspective you know people it's just a matter of how you view seasons of life or even the seasons of life here on earth when you pass through winter Amen. Some people call it, ah, this is the dead winter. Others love it. Others hate it. To me, winter, personally, is the fourth best season of all. I love it. It's number four on my list. It may be the last, but I'm still positive. I still love it. It's all about perspective. It's all about how you view it. Amen. People will say, well, winter is boring and cold. What about you g- have a time gathering around your fireplaces, sipping up some frappuccino? No, not frappuccino, it's cold, but hot chocolate. <laughs> hot chocolate with your family. Amen. This is a time wherein your teenager girl, amen, and boy, doesn't have a chance to drive your car around and you know, they will stay in the house and have fellowship with you. Then it comes sp- springtime. To others it's new life. It's a promise. Flowers, birds, amen. Singing. To others it's terrible. It's slimy road. Oh, I'm going to wash my car again. I hate spring. Lots of melted ice. And then comes summer, speaks of maturing, speaks of nurturing that which has been planted. Amen. Some people love it, others, ah, mosquito in Manitoba. (laughs) And then comes fall, speaks of harvest the wheat, harvesting the wheat and the beautiful fading of, of, of leaves, but others hate it because. Ah, winter is coming again. Why don't you just enjoy the time of fall instead of anticipating the bad winter? It's all about the way you view it. And these are seasons that will not stop. The book of Genesis said it will keep on coming. Days and night, amen, will keep on coming. Season, amen, winter, spring, summer, and fall will keep on coming. You can't stop it. And, and I, this is my to my surprise, after 17 years staying in Winnipeg, there are still people, amen, who were born and raised in Winnipeg and still complain. Oh, winter in Winnipeg is terrible. Come on, you've been here for 105 years already. You should know how to live in this time. It's an attitude, folks. It's an attitude. Just like how we pray. Amen. When we pray, we should understand the basics of prayer. I don't know if you heard this somewhere. It's not originally from me. I heard this somewhere else too. Actually, from my mentor. He sent me an email. He said, Jesse, I want you to remember the ABC of prayer. Amen. It should be in order. When you pray, amen, you should pray, number one, with letter A, pray for your attitude. Second, you pray for your behavior. And then you pray for the circumstances around you. Don't mix it up. Sometimes we pray CBA. Oh God, please change my brother, Lord. Hallelujah. God, please help her. Help him. So my behavior. You are praying for circumstances to change. So your behavior will change. So when your behavior changes, your attitude will change. It's not going to happen. What you need to do is to pray, God, you change my attitude towards my brother. And when you pray to God that God will change your attitude, uh, then your behavior, amen, towards your brother will change. uh, Amen. And when your behavior changes, uh, amen, the circumstances around you will change uh, without you knowing it. That, that that's to me that became my 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 principle in prayer I, if there's any situation that i don't like uh, amen i always pray god change my attitude towards this situation But the book of Ecclesiastes said, Amen to everything, there is a season and a time to every purpose under heaven. There will be a time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, a time to pluck up that which is planted and so on and so forth. And time to kill and a time to live. To everything, there is a season. And there is a time to every purpose. We must live a purposeful life uh, Praise God. And I believe that this is so important. Everything has its own purpose. You know, sometimes we quoted that Romans 8, verse number 28. Uh, amen. We say, we try to encourage somebody by saying, You know what? All things work together for good to them that love God. To them who are decalled according to His purpose. Now We often say that. Sister, all things work together for good to them that love God. But we, we miss the first part. And we know Now, the best way of knowing it, you need to go through it. How can you tell somebody that all things work together for good to them that
1: love God if you don't even know it? That's why Paul said, we know. We've been there,
0: we've experienced that, we've been there, done that, so we know that all
1: things, this is not the first time, this is not the second time. We know that all things will be okay. Because there is a purpose under heaven. There is a
0: purpose in every season. You will go through certain seasons of your Christian walk with God. Because God has a purpose. The season that you are in is not by accident. It's not by default. Uh, you are in where you are today. Because there is a purpose. Purpose uh, Under heaven. And our responsibility. Amen. Is to be filled by the power of the Holy Ghost. Uh, for us to know uh, the purpose. Uh, while we are in this season of life. Clap your hands if you believe that. You see even our lives. Are lived by seasons. Our lives. From childhood. Youth. Youth adulthood our family life and working years retirement years uh, it's all divided into certain seasons some are too slow to grow some are too fast some we have some babies here amen we want our babies to grow right away and be able to walk and then when they start walking when they reach that terrible two, i wish your baby and they start climbing those cabinets uh, like a ninja. <laughs> we want our toddlers to delay amen, their growth and be able to hug and tickle them. And then you cannot stop them even though you like it. And I'll sometimes I view my old pictures and I look at my boy who's 21 next month. I look at him and I said, man, look at you. I wish you're four years old man now we're just here pumping peace fist hey dad how are you he he will just treat me like I like it though you know that there's a time that he will treat me as his father but there were moments that he will treat me like his buddy I like it so he can he can relate to me as a friend And, and, and sometimes we want our, our, our kids to just stay where they are and we don't want them to grow. Sometimes we want them to really grow when they reach that teenage years. Those 13, 14, where some changes in their body took, take, are taking place. Come on, grow up. The unpredictable teens. I love our teenagers. Praise God. But this is the same in our spiritual lives. First and trials, amen, sometimes seems endless at times, but this too shall come to pass. Your struggles in life sometimes are, you know, never ending, but this too shall come to pass. There is no, the beauty about seasons is that not every, every year is winter season. That's the beauty of Winnipeg. You know, when it comes to winter, it's so cold. But when it comes to summer, it's so hot. That you will miss winter. So, the, the beauty about the seasons of, of life is that nothing is permanent. The testing and the trials that you are experiencing is not there to stay. It is Temporary.
1: Just like the seasons of life. Hallelujah. It will pass by someday.
0: Listen to the temptation of the Lord Jesus Christ. Luke chapter 4, verse number 3. The devil said unto him, If thou be the Son of God, command these stones that it be made bread. And Jesus answered, saying, saying, It is written, man shall not live by bread alone. And the devil, taking him up into a high mountain, showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a mountain of time, moment of time. And the devil said unto him, All this power will I give thee. Talking about the temptation of Jesus and the glory of them, and that is delivered unto me. And to whom whoever I will give it, and and verse number four of luke chapter four verse number seven if thou therefore wilt worship me the devil said all shall be thine and jesus answered and said unto him get thee behind me satan for it is written thou shalt worship the lord thy god and him only shalt thou serve and he brought him to jerusalem and set him on a peak pin- pinnacle of the temple amen and said unto him if thou be the son of god cast thyself and again, the Lord said, Amen, it is written, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. But the beauty of this scripture is not in the temptation and how the Lord, Amen, answered back by his words. In verse number 13, listen. And when the devil had ended all the temptation, he departed from him for a Season. The temptations that you will experience will come and go. If you are expecting a life, uh, an apostolic life free of temptation, you must be dreaming.
1: That's not the kind of life that Jesus promised us. Uh, hallelujah. You will go through
0: certain temptation. Uh, amen. But it is only for a season. It will come back again, but it will not last. Uh, it will come back again for a season. Everything that we are experiencing is only for a season. And that's why Paul said, "Amen." In our uh, Peter, in First Peter, chapter one, verse number five, who are kept by the power of God. Did I talk to you about the Holy Ghost, which is the power of God? Ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And Peter said, "Who are kept by the power of God through faith uh, unto salvation, every to every ready to be revealed in the last days." Verse number six, wherein ye greatly rejoice though now for a what season if need be ye are in heaviness through manifold temptation but again this is only for a season amen what's the purpose of this Uh, that the trial of your faith uh, hallelujah being much more precious than gold uh, that perisheth though it be tried with fire might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of our God and Savior. Hallelujah. You go through some trials and testing. Amen. And you will overcome this because he deserve the glory and the honor and the praise at his appearing. I remember one pastor in the Philippines. He said, hey Amen. If I could only buy trials, I'll buy a sack of it. I don't know if we can pray that way praise god but i assure you it doesn't matter how big of a trial you experience this too shall come to pass because trials uh, is only for a season amen your trials today hear me church Uh, amen what you are experiencing right now is but for a season and you ought to praise him Because seasons have beginnings and endings. It will not last forever. Galatians 6 verse number 9 said, Let us not be weary in well-doing. For in what? Due season. We shall reap if we faint not. Oh, just keep on walking. You can no longer walk. Just keep on walking. You cannot pray; Just keep on praising. Uh. Hallelujah. You don't want to pray. That's the best time for you to pray. Uh. Hallelujah. Just keep on following the words of the Lord. For in this season. We shall weep if we faint not. Hallelujah. The problem is. We d- There's no problem with the power. The problem is. We don't rely on our power. We rely on the flesh. We don't rely on the blood. We rely on the flesh. Hallelujah. The sowing and the reaping will take place. Uh, Amen. But not on the same season. If you are expecting sowing and reaping will take place on the same season, you will not get anything, folks. You will sow, you will cultivate, you will wait. And then harvest will come. Praise God. All you have to do is just sow the seed of faith. Amen. And cultivate that faith by way of your prayer and by way of worship and by way of obeying the words of the Lord. Hallelujah. And harvest will come and will take place. Amen. Clap your hands and praise the Lord right now.
1: How long, Lord? Are we crying out like Job? How long, Lord? there are
0: some winter seasons in our lives and don't don't mis- be mistaken by uh, the barrenness or the deadness of, of what you are seeing with your naked eye because those trees they may be bare but they are not barren come on tell it your tell it, tell it, tell this to your neighbor amen tell them i may be bare but i am not barren Come on now. I I may be there, but I am not barren. You may not
1: see my fruit. Amen. I may be bare of that fruit. But harvest will come. The fruit of the Spirit will spring up. I may
0: be barren right now. Amen. I may be bare right now. But inside my womb, there is a, there's a seed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus. Hallelujah. David said, And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. couple in our church they've been praying and praying pastor we need the baby they've been married for i don't know eight years no baby said let's pray i mean i play ha- lay my hands on the, them almost every sunday <laughs> claiming that they were going to have a baby but that lasted for another four years of laying of hands We never quit. We never stop praying, and you know what? After so many years of not having a baby, they have baby three babies already. I mean, and then another another couple in our church actually by uh, our our treasurer, Amen. Uh, they don't have babies, then they prayed and prayed after twelve years again, and, and and the couple that we prayed became a testimony to them. If brothers, Brother Lito, amen, uh, prayers were answered by God, I believe that God will answer your prayers as well. Amen. All you have to do is to remain faithful unto Him. Yeah. And now they have a baby. Yeah. A five-year-old baby. Praise God. If there is always a season wherein God will praise upon our lives. Life is like that. It may seem... Winter in our lives, dark and cold and dry, amen, but you're not barren. You're bare, but you're not barren. You're cold, amen, but you're active. This is what I've learned over the years. Sometimes the awareness of God's presence is not there. I, I don't know, Bishop, but I felt this in my ministry. Amen. You pray. Amen. And you seek God. You seek the face of God. But the awareness of God's presence is not there. You're dry. And, 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 and let me have a confession. I've been to my pulpit a number of weeks just to go over it. Nobody knows it. My wife doesn't know it. But inside of me, I scream and preach. But deep inside of me, Lord, if you can touch these people, why can't you not touch me? And, and, and then I learn that sometimes the awareness of God's presence is not there. But that doesn't mean that the presence of God is not there it is just your awareness of his presence is not there but the presence of the Lord will remain the same I will go with you wherever you go so even though you don't feel him Amen. keep on praising him
1: even though you don't feel the mighty presence of God don't stop singing don't stop lifting up your hands don't stop praying and don't stop preaching because the presence of the Lord will always be there with you you are just going through a certain season
0: in life you know the seasons of how should I say it anonymity feels like you're anonymous feels like no. feels like God is not seeing you and feels like you are just an instrument to your people and, and then, I, I felt this in my ministry. I, I was the Filipino coordinator for a decade. And still don't, people don't know who's Brother Fortaleza. Literally. They know my face, but they don't know who has that face. I go to a certain conference. Amen. People will shake my hand. Hey, praise the Lord. But the pets... I said, "No, I'm brother for oh, you're the man." <laughs> I said, "No, I'm not the man. I'm brother for <laughs> and, and, and at some point you feel the weight of anonymity. Um, the bishop mentioned today, amen, the beauty of being wanted. Whether we like it or not, like Mother Teresa said, the greatest need of man is to be acknowledged. That's why we shake, our, we shake people's hand, we acknowledge them. Uh, but at some point, amen, I felt so anonymous to other people. But I learned over the years that it's okay if I am anonymous as long as my name, amen, will be remembered in heaven. It doesn't matter if people doesn't know me. Hallelujah! It doesn't matter if people cannot pronounce my name, Bishop. I'm fine with that. It doesn't matter if they cannot recognize my face. Amen. And, and, And call me the other names. That's fine with me. And I remember the life of the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, out of 89 chapters in the Bible, I think only four times he was offered an information about the Lord Jesus Christ. Mark and John skipped the entire subject of, of the Lord. And, and only Matthew and Luke, we can have a, 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 a short glimpse of, of, of the life of Christ. Listen to this. Talking about anonymity. Jesus was born in Bethlehem. He laid in a manger. That's about it. It was followed by hidden days. We don't know what happened. After he was laid in a manger. And then. He was circumcised in the temple on the 8th days. On the 8th day. And it was followed by hidden months. And before turning two, that's where we read in the Bible that he received gifts from this wise man. Before turning two, he received gifts from this wise man. But after that that occasion, it was followed by hidden years. After the age of two, where can you find in the Bible of his age 3, 4, 5, 6 he appeared again in the gospel at the age of 12 but he was in trouble because instead of following his parents he stayed in the temple after the age of 12 it was followed by two entire hidden decades And 18 years after the temple incident, Jesus resurfaced again to minister. Hidden days. Days that people don't acknowledge Him. But when He resurfaced, He turned the world upside down. You know, just like human conception, people think, amen, every unseen is unimportant. That's wrong. Not every unseen is unimportant. As a matter of fact, those who are unseen are more important than the one we can see. We focus on our outward appearances, amen, because we see that. What about your heart? What about your organs? What about something inside? Amen. We don't focus more on that because we don't see it. But that doesn't mean that it's not important because we don't see it. Human conception doesn't mean that the baby is not important because we don't see it. But we care for it, uh, amen, until it resurfaces or, or, or it surfaces again. That's the same thing, uh, amen, in growing a plant. Uh, that's the same thing in growing a church. How I wish that our church will have a smooth sailing of growth. When we first started in Winnipeg, I don't know how long are we we going to have this service, Bishop. What time am I supposed to stop? Until I finish. Give me another an hour and a half. No, I'm just kidding. I am just kidding. I was so excited because I promised the Lord. I said, God, before I arrived in Winnipeg, I said, my first year, Lord, this is my commitment to you. If I cannot reach 50 souls in first year, I'm going to move somewhere. Um, in, I mean, I love challenging God because He always challenges me. All right, let's do it. So the first day of our service, what I did, that I told about the shilling, Amen. I look around and, and drive the alleys of our street, Amen. And somebody uh, gave me a, a a a pulpit from Perkins Restaurant that they are wanting to get read. So I took that as a pulpit and I pick up some uh, uh, garbage, literally uh, garbage chairs from from the alleys and put it in one room. And to my amazement, God answered my challenge. The first Sunday of our ministry in in Winnipeg, we had about 56 souls. First Sunday, 56. And that's a confirmation. As if God is smiling on me. You want to challenge me again? Bring it on. (laughs) So I thought, hey, God, we're we're doing good here. You know, this will be a smooth sailing. So after a couple of years, I mean, I I saw a steady growth in our church. Then Brother Matthias came and he prophesied, amen, in our church. And he said, I proclaim in the name of Jesus uh, that before the end of this year, you will have your own building. And I claim it. I mean, if it is from the man of God, I claim it. So when your pastor proclaims, you claim it. It will take place. Listen. When the word of God was spoken uh, through the man of God. Amen. You know what the Bible says? uh, Amen. That the word of God will not go back to him in vain. As if the word of God will be proclaimed here. And it will make a cycle. And whoever will stand and grab it. Will take it.
1: somebody will proclaim a word I'll be the first one to stand up and I'm going to grab it I'm going to claim it I'm going to believe it because it will not go back to him in vain
0: so I claim the prophecy and then all of a sudden an open door happened an old Philippine consulate office was for sale and it was not in the market back then the realtor came to me and said pastor they are selling this it's not in the market but I want you to have it I said well look I'm going to fast and pray and see uh, what are we going to offer so basically we offer something a figure then I told this realtor if you will raise this offer even for one dollar We will not get it this is the figure that God gave me it doesn't matter if it's too low or too high it doesn't matter if you will raise it even for $1 you go find another buyer and then she said well you'll have it pastor you'll have it and the community was steered some people came to me and said why did you buy it did you know that you will be in trouble with that because it's not in the market I said well you talk to our lawyer you have a complaint? You talk to the realtor. You talk to our lawyer. Amen. I'm not the one. I just simply pray and gave my offer. And we found out that the building that we purchased was established by an old was purchased by another denomination and then it was purchased by the philippine consulate and they turned it into a social hall they raised up the the uh, platform and then i said we're going to get rid of that platform and then so we demolished the 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 platform and we found out the original uh, platform underneath it's still there bishop and to my amazement we we took we, 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 we read of the carpet and we saw the baptismal tank underneath <laughs> and while we were having service uh, a 79 a, a year old man came to me he said brother Fortaleza would you mind show me the basement of this building? I said, go ahead, Brother Wirtz. I'll show you downstairs. And we show him. I took the, the, uh, the ceiling just like this. And he saw the, the floor. I said, you know what, Brother Fortaleza? I was 19 when we built this church. I was part of that revival group, Brother. Amen. Who built this church. And that's the beauty of it. But that did not happen without a price. Because when we reach, amen, our, 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 our attendance into somewhere around 60, 58 to 60, and then I proclaimed to the church prior to us buying this building, I said, God, open the door for us. We will going to purchase this building. And out of the belief, for some reason, amen, whether it be offense or, or frustration, Amen. Out of 58, people start leaving the church and we ended up having about 15 people in the middle of this project of buying a building. And I was reminded of Gideon. You don't need that. You don't need them. Let them go. If if they are not willing to commit, go send them home. And out of this... 15 people, I told them, I said, we will not go to back down against the enemy. Right. The enemy wants to discourage us. We are simply going to a season, but we will make this promise to God. Uh, and he made a promise to us that we will have this building. Amen. And then reality started to sink in. Where are we going to get the money? <laughs> and we need to at least raise 18 grand, 18,000 to secure the property. We don't have that it's a it's a it's a whole mission work and then all of a sudden god moved in our service amen and people started to raise their hand pastor i'm giving five thousand out of my credit line pastor i'll give another five thousand for my credit card pastor i've got two thousand in my ca- ca- account i'll give it amen and and out of, of my decency here's what i did out of my dish, i did not trust the lord right away i said you look look folks this is money that you don't have. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to have an agreement. I'm going to sign it. Our secretary will sign it. That when the church is able to pay you back, we will pay you. From highest to lowest. So both, all of us, we signed that. So eventually we were able to purchase the property. And then, for out of 15 people in a span of 6 months that 15 people were raised, uh, was uh, grow into 80 people in a span bishop in a span of 8 6 months we're having revival every Sunday. People are being baptized. Uh, people, as a matter of fact, people are simply coming to the house of God. First time guest. Uh, amen. And, and he, he she will receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues. The next Sunday, he, we will baptize her. And now she's a pastor's wife. Tremendous revival. Amen. Because this is just part of the seasons of life. And then after 6 months I told the church now we're going to pay all of you. Wow. Amen. And people start coming to me, "Pastor, you don't need to pay us because the Lord already paid us 3 times, 5 times, <laughs> 10 times of what we gave." <laughs> ha! Praise God. And now we're mortgages free. Why? Because we believe that this is just part of the seasons of life.
1: Harvest will come. Come on, I'm encouraging you. The Lord is encouraging you right now. If you are in your winter season, hallelujah. Summertime will come. Springtime will come. Harvest will take place. Hallelujah. You may not, you may not feel the mighty presence of God, but you are simply
0: bare, but you are not barren. Hallelujah. If you will keep on praising. And if
1: you keep on worshiping. Uh, come on somebody. Hallelujah. When you hear this voice. Uh, I want you to shout. Uh, and praise. Uh, and magnify God. Hallelujah.
0: Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah.
1: Hallelujah. You may be seated.
0: Listen. David. He has his own hidden dates. He has some days of anonymity. He was anointed to be the king. Of course, if you get your anointing. And somebody, the prophet proclaim. That you will be the king of Israel. Woo! But you know what happened to David? He got the anointing. But he spent time in hiddenness. He spent time in the wilderness for years. He was anonymous to many. But what he has
1: is the anointing of the Lord. I've got the anointing of the Lord. I will rule in... Israel, I will rule his kingdom, hallelujah he hang on to the promise of the Lord he hang on to the anointing of the Lord
0: as a matter of fact during those hidden days he created songs,
1: amen song after song of praise unto God, because he believed that one day, hallelujah he will take up that throne one day, God will appear unto him
0: you got the promise of the Lord today. What are you going to do? Are you going to go back to the Lord and ask Him, God, uh, you promised me last year that you were going to bless me. And when are you going to restore the kingdom of God? But the Lord said, it is not for you to know the times uh, and the seasons uh, that He place in His power,
1: in His hand. Uh, but uh, ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. What we need right
0: now, come on, let's gather all around here at the altar. Come. Here's, here's what we need. What we need is a brand new touch, uh, hallelujah, of that
1: Holy Ghost that you receive. Uh-huh. What you need is to renew that Holy Ghost that you receive. If you haven't talked in tongues for years, you need to restore that power. If you haven't received the Holy Ghost, today, you will receive the power of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. You may not see the hand of God right now, but you still have the anointing. You may not see the promise of the Lord right now, but you still have the promise. Yarabo <laughs> sataka. In the name of Jesus, come on, lift up your hands right
0: now. Lift up your voice right now. In the name of Jesus. Talk in tongues if you want to. Speaking tongues if you want to.
1: Ye shall receive. Ye shall receive. Ye shall receive. Come on, somebody. Ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Holy
0: Ghost. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus.
1: Come on. Scream somebody. Scream somebody. Hallelujah. yes, 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 come on, claim your promise, claim your promise, claim your promise you may be in winter time but harvest will come, you may be, hallelujah, anonymous right now but you will be recognized one of these days Yes, 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 Holy Ghost, that's it, that's it, that's it, that's the Holy Ghost right there, that's the Holy Ghost right there, oh, hallelujah, 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 yes, come on, receive the power, Ye shall receive power after that the Holy Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Woo! That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. Let Him restore the power. Let Him restore the power. Let Him restore the power. Jesus come on don't stop don't stop that's it that's it that's it in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus And, uh, I believe it! I believe it, I believe it, I believe it, I believe it! I believe it! Ohh, I believe it, in the name of Jesus I believe it, in the name of Jesus I may not see it right now, but I believe it hallelujah I may not see it right now but I claim it. I claim it. I claim it. I claim it. Hell yeah! yeah! God has spoken. Come on. God has spoken. Worship. massacre up, i It's Jesus. Jesus, right now! Oh God. Come on, church, believe it. Let your fate loose. It's for children! I want to tell you this, keep on praying, keep on praying. My wife told my mother told me how she got the Holy Ghost. When she was single, she was
0: sharing the same bedroom with a single girl. Her family had turned them out of their home because of the Jesus name gospel. And her in that sleep, her friend jumped up of her sleep and shook her. And called her by and said, Crawford, I saw you in a dream. And Jesus walking you through a garden, beautiful garden, and you be filled with the Holy Ghost.
1: My mother said she couldn't wait for the day to arrive. She got a church. You know what happened? She received the Holy Ghost. Yeah.